Must be Sunday, must be four o'clock, because here I am, and there is Carly. Hi, Carly. How you doing? I'm doing well. How well, are you? Good, good. Sunny down here, but in Hugo, when I left, it was cloudy. I, I don't know if the sun ever made it up to Hugo, so we'll, well see how it goes. Yes, you will have to let us know. Yes, I know. Yeah. So <laughs> with this week, we got, um, uh, it's just nice not to have to, I can go down to the barn, and I uh, got a t-shirt on with a hooded sweatshirt over the top of it. And I'm not freezing my butt off. So I, that was been a happy dance. I know. I didn't really wear a jacket today at yep. all Yep. when I was outside. I Same here. You're looking at me. Hooded sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's just so nice not to have to bundle, bundle up and put the gloves on and the whole kit and caboodle. All those things are starting to look pretty wet, you know, with all the, the melting and stuff like that. Right. And Will's taking the bobcat or the skitzer and has busted off some of the ice so that, you know, it's not like the Tim, Tim Conway shuffle oh, yeah, going yeah, to yeah. the barn. So. Yeah. Yeah, because he's uh, feeding, he's got two five-gallon pails of water that he's got to bring down to the barn because he's feeding calves, pail feeding. Oh, yeah. yeah so, and uh, me, I just have to get myself in the upright position down there without falling and hurting myself. So, so anyways, uh, here, uh, let's see. Uh, just a reminder, a marker calendar for March 20, is it 24th or 5th? What is that again for Chuck and Don's? It is the 25th. Fifth, the 25th. That's what it, okay. The Sunday. Yep. yep. Okay. March 25th. Um, I forgot to look at a calendar and I don't have a smartphone, <laughs> so I'm sorry. But March 25th, we're going to be live at Chicken Downs in Roseville. We're going to be doing the show and Alexis is good. Thompson's going to be there doing the Shoreview Psychic. And so hopefully you can stop and I'll be there from three to four answering your questions. And then I'll be doing my show live from four to six. And then that's when Alexis Thompson's going to be doing her uh, psychic is from four to six while I'm doing the show. So hopefully it's all to benefit Pinky Swear, pinkyswear.org. You know, Nutrisaurus has... Uh, uh, dedicated that they want to uh, donate a million dollars over five years, you know, to Pinky Swear. And so they'll have these little fundraisers. So you can stop by, donate money to Pinky Swear, and then check in Don's. Uh, you don't have to stop by. You can donate to Pinky Swear anytime. Go to PinkySwear.org. And then otherwise, and they're going to have specials at Chuck and Don's in Roseville. And then they usually have drawings where you sign up for some drawings and win some nice baskets and stuff. So hopefully you'll come and see us in Roseville, Chuck and Don's. So that is, that's, that's my stomping ground. Do we know how like far they are in their uh, million no. dollar? No, nope. oh, okay. I'm gonna have to ask. And you know what? Like, I can't find my. I'd be oh. curious to know, like, yeah, how, how many, far they are. Uh, well, I know they're doing good. I'll tell you that. Well, right. But yeah, so you know, I will. I'll find out. Yeah. I'll call Katie or Jenny, and they find out. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And then also coming on up, uh, mark your calendars for May 12th, May 12th for the Bark for Life for a fundraiser for the American Cancer Society. And what it is, is it's they have, they're having a uh, 5k run prior and then they're doing dog yoga in the park. And then Bark for Life is 930 to noon. And that's going to be at Barker's Alps in Bayport, if I'm not mistaken. And so anyway, so uh, go to the their website, go to relayforlife.org slash Bark Stillwater MN, MN, Bark Stillwater MN. So relayforlife.org and get your teams going because... There's great prize, the first place prizes, first place baskets, you know, for uh, individual that brings in the most money and then a team that brings in the most money for uh, American Cancer Society. Right now, Sue Stanek, who's, uh, she just kicks butt. I don't, man, she's got a good, uh, good people around her. She is up to, I think it's, 
I can't see if it's 800 or 600. <laughs> I got my glasses on. Well, oh, it's 600. There we go. Wow, that's it's 600 that's really already. Good. And, you know, and it's May 12th. You know, it's putting her around the corner. But anyway, so yeah, so Sue Stanick is really good. And then Sue Baldwin, she's got, you know, 225. And so and I got to get my team going. So I'm going to be rolling. Maybe I'll get that done tonight. Get my team up and going so you can join the KDK9 team. And then I have a, a first place prize for the one that uh, brings the biggest, uh, highest funds for uh, my KDK9 team. So hopefully you'll join us for the Bark for Life. Then it's to benefit the American Cancer Society. It's a way that we honor um, people, how dogs and pets have helped our humans through their, you know, trek of uh, dealing with cancer or illness or whatever, and then how to honor the dogs and pets that we have lost to cancer or survived cancer. So it's just it's 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 a great one. It's it's called uh, Bark for Life of Stillwater. Okay, but anyway, and then today hopefully you'll be calling in and be uh, give me some questions to answer, and then of course I can get on my soapbox about a couple different things. Uh, Heartworm is a big one <laughs> that I've been nuts. And I hopefully you guys have joined my Katie, my Katie K9 Facebook page. Katie is K-A-T-I-E and then K-9, Katie K9 Facebook page. Hope you liked it. Because now I posted three articles about heartworm. And one is about cats and heartworm. Uh, and then uh, two of them is dogs and heartworm. And the biggest thing that I want you to remember about heartworm, folks, is it works backwards. When you give it. April 1st, it's for any mosquitoes they might have met in March. You give it May 1st, it's for any mosquitoes that they might have met in April. And then June 1st for anything in May. Okay, folks, we live in Minnesota. Mosquitoes don't usually start popping out until mid-end of May. And so the thing is, personally, uh, if you look at the map, too, in one of those articles, you really don't need to start giving heartworm preventative if you choose to do it. Um, not until June 1st or maybe even July 1st, but totally up to yourself because it works backwards. It, it's not a preventative. What it does is when you give that pill each month, it kills the larva that's in the system. So it's not a preventative. So that's why it works backwards. It's for the month before when you give it. And since we have winter and there is no way a dog can get heartworm other than if there's a mosquito out and there's only certain mosquitoes that, that uh, carry it. So that's why it's really important that you understand how heartworms works. And plus, uh, I asked this to a lot of my people in my uh, Katie Canine class, obedience class. Does anybody know this is Heart Guard Plus? Does anybody know what the plus is? Do you know what the plus is there, Carly, at all in Heart Guard? Um, when it says plus? I feel like we talked about this. I want to say, I don't know. It's, uh, a, it's, it's a dewormer. Somebody, yep, okay. somebody got yeah. the idea that, that you know, dogs, uh, their kids got worms from the kids, I mean, from the dogs, and so now we should warm the dogs once a month. No, we should not warm the dogs once a month because that is so hard in their gut system and they're going to have a lot of gut problems, okay? okay? So you've got to understand what you're doing and what you're giving. Now, personally, I do not give any heartworm pills at all. I'm not putting any chemical on or in my dogs, you know, no flea and tick crap and no, uh, I do everything natural. And then I have my dogs tested to see, and if they do have it, then we just treat it accordingly. Catch it early, it's very treatable. But the whole thing is, is people are so bent on just pumping our, our pets, dogs and cats. And what started this rage was I got an email from a gal that the vet gave the cat uh, a heartworm uh, preventative somewhat. It's a shot. Okay. And I'm just like, really? So I called Dr. Jess uh, Levy, who was just on last week. I said, what is this? And she says, well, you know, the, they need money. And so they're just going to start pumping it until people ask questions or say, stop. No, that's not going into my dog or cat. So the thing is, is that it's so rare for cats to get uh, heartworm, you know, because their body, they're not a good host. A dog is a host, but a cats aren't. So it's so rare. 
So why would you put your animal through that? So, but you know, and that's why I post on my Facebook, in the Katie Canine Facebook page, I post these articles from like Dogs Naturally Magazine and from HealthyPets.Mercola. Uh, and the reason is, is because if I come out as a trainer and say these things, people are like, well, who are you? You're not a vet. Very true. Point well taken. But I'm trying to educate you. And so that's why I repost these articles done by the vets and such like that. So you can read it and then you can make your decision. And you just got to remember, don't be bullied by your vets. You make a decision. It's your dog. It's your cat. You decide what you're going to put in and on them. And that goes with vaccinations too and such. But my goodness gracious, there's just, you know, there's just so much chemicals. And now... And I, so many of the vets are pushing year round. And in, in Minnesota, we have winter. Remember, you cannot, they cannot get it unless there's a, mos- a certain mosquito bites them. And so, and not all that certain mosquitoes carry it either. So we get, we have heartworm around here a lot because of what we bring up down south. They're usually down south as it because, you know, 20, uh, 24-7, you got mosquitoes down there. They don't have a true winter like we do that knocks them down. So that's why you've got you to do your due diligence before you start doing it. And one thing that really just jerks my chain is when um, the, the vets put puppies, a puppy that hasn't even seen a mosquito yet, on heartworm. Come on, people, use your noodle. <laughs> really, this poor puppy, the immune system is trying to get up and going, and then we're shoving all this, you know, flea and tick crap on them. And then and a puppy is a mine, you know, like eight weeks to five months. They shouldn't be getting any kind of form of, you know, chemicals like that. So anyway, but think about it. Why would you give your, you know, pup heartworm when he hasn't even met a mosquito yet? He was born in, you know, after like November, December, January, whatever type thing. So, you know, yeah, so I, I'm just, I'm having a hissy fit. So please check out those two articles uh, on my Facebook page, KDK9, K-A-T-I-E, and then K-9, and then log in, and you can... But I just want you to think about it because it's coming up real fast, and some you know some of the vets out there are, are saying, you know, do it tw- you know, uh, 12 months out of the year. Come on. Get real, folks. And it's not a question of people saying, boy, just think of the money I'm going to save if I don't do this and I don't that. That's not it. And the it is is that you're doing it because you understand why you're doing it or not doing it. That's the huge thing. So, okay, I'm off my soapbox. All right. Okay, give a holler to the show. Let's talk. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Okay, it is possible to lead a cow up the stairs, but can the cow come back down the stairs? Uh, let's talk. Alrighty then. Spider-Man. We're back. I appreciate it. Okay, it's possible to lead a cow up the stairs, but can the cow come down the stairs? No. Correct. You know Ooh, why? I don't know why. Because a cow's knees can't bend properly to walk back down. Oh. <laughs> I just knew that they couldn't, um, yeah, come down. Yep. That's all I know. Yep. So there you go. So just remember that, people, if you're ever going to take a cow up the stairs, great, but have a, a plan on how you get them back down. <laughs> Why would anybody take a cow up the oh, stairs? Oh, who knows? Well, Cassandra did that with a, a baby calf. Oh, did that, she? Yeah, she brought it up to the front steps. Uh-huh. And she brought it into the kitchen. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so it's like, Mom, look. And I'm like, hi. Nice. What was her name? Uh, not Bella. Uh, Annabelle. Oh, okay. it was Annabelle. And so, but the, luckily, the, we only have two front steps. Oh, okay. So the, the calf literally jumped over. Off. Yeah. You know, you didn't have to go down a flight to get. Didn't have know, to so, actually yeah, like yeah. work to get off of that. Yeah. I've had goats in my kitchen, cows in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> what a chickens in my kitchen. I was like, <laughs> oh, it's a basically zoo. a zoo. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yep, yep. It's awesome. Yeah, that's what our farm's for. Yeah. All right. Let's head to the phone lines. Okay. We have Yolina on the phone. 
And she has a question about her cat that's eating fabric. Whoa, eating yeah. fabric. That's not good. No. <laughs> hey, Yolina, what's up? Hi. So I used to be a dog owner. Um, we actually, I came with my dog to your place, Eddie. And then he passed away a couple years ago, so I decided to switch to cats. Okay. And I got two cats, and they're, they're younger. Um, I got them from the Society. They're probably around one now, both of them, girl and a boy. And I'm feeding them kind of the way you said. Everybody said I should pre-feed them, but I don't. I just feed them once in the morning and once at night. Excellent. They love food. They try to get into the pantry. I mean, I even have to buy door stops to get them <laughs> to get in there. I mean, like, they're obsessed with food. I wet the food now because I didn't realize I shouldn't be buying dry food. All right. So good. And you let it soak, food. right? You let it soak? Yes. Yeah, good. Yeah. Once good. I get through it, then I'll be doing wet food. I just didn't realize oh, that. Oh, good. So Look I at you. Wow, I'm proud of you. So, and so what started happening is I noticed that they started eating one of them. I, don't, I can't catch who started eating the corners of my, like, um, kitchen towels. So oh. I thought it was kind of humorous, and I thought maybe they taste food. And then I came home, and I had a large, like, large uh, body towel, and they ate, like, half of it. Oh, my. And, and I used it to clean the floor, so I thought maybe they taste food on it. And then this morning... I woke up and there's like a placemat that I put under its fabric under their food, and one of the cats ate half of it. So I'm like, you know, it was funny at first, but now I'm kind of worried because I'm like, is that like a condition? Am I not? Well, what am I doing wrong? What I'm worried about is having them have a, a blockage in their gut, in their intestine. Exactly, and that's all my friends keep saying. But they're like, maybe they're, maybe you're under feeding them. I'm like, I don't think so. I'm following all the rules and right. I just don't. Now, what and about? I can't catch one it is <laughs> right what about the um uh the doo-doo box i mean what are there is fabric coming through in their doo-doos um i haven't really seen it it's like big clumps i mean i haven't seen like big pieces but everything's coming out there they're still hungry there's i mean i've been looking for signs of like pain or not eating nothing right like that. right they're digesting it like like normal food <laughs> have they have they thrown up at all nope wow not, not at all right <laughs> you're right <laughs> that's unreal Yep. Okay. So, I mean, they, it's the size of like two of my hands together, like that big of a piece. Wow. That's <laughs> good gravy. I got a frog in my throat. That doesn't sound like only one cat is doing it. There's no way one cat can be eating that much and not have a major problem going on. So it's got to be teamwork. Guess, yeah. It's got to be teamwork. <laughs> it really does. Um, okay, so what are you feeding then? Uh, okay, uh, as far as what brand of uh, dry food, but you're soaking it, what do you do? What brand is it? Um, I don't remember. I bought something, just a huge bag of, like, Sleep Farm is grain-free, and that's because somebody advised that as a good one at that point. And so now I'm just trying to get through it before I switch to something different that'll maybe make them feel more full. I don't know. Yeah, because I I, I would definitely say uh, that this is a dietary thing as far as okay. I would back off on the food that you're feeding and just try okay. to go to the grain-free canned foods. You know, like yeah. Nutrisource has got seven new ones without chicken in it, and that's get the ones without the chicken. I know because okay. most cats are chickenized, and I because sure. that's what we want to do is, and then if you can get some pro uh, probiotic and digestive enzymes, okay. And I'm, now remember, cats are really finicky about us giving them stuff. <laughs> And so you guys eat. aren't. They don't care. They only use one litter box. They don't eat anything and everything. Like they, I've switched foods. They're not finicky at all. They will eat 
the world. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good because uh, good, you know, animalessentials.com uh, uh, is vitalplanet.com. Those have some good probiotics and digestive enzymes because sometimes okay. just like with dogs, they, they're eating something to uh, make their gut, you know, they're missing something. And I would, yeah. I'd err on the side definitely as the, di- the first thing I would do is digestive enzymes. That's a, that's a must here. All right. Okay. And then mix it in with the food. But I would, I would mix the dry food that you're rehydrating right now for about a week and just see by going to the grain-free canned foods, you know, and not using that and see if that stops it, okay? You can add a little bit of canned pumpkin or sweet potato if they will eat it because that will make them feel fuller because it's got higher, uh, you know, fiber in it. And so that, so they probably won't be as as hungry either. But but that's what I would do is uh, the digestive enzymes switch over to just, just the canned food uh, you know, for at least a week to two weeks, and to see if that's a difference, and you know that other bag was the problem. All right. And okay. So, and, and, I'm, and I'm still okay to feed them because I've been feeding them every morning and every night. Yep. And then I tried using a time feeder because they would wake me up at three a.m., but they literally broke into it by opening it with their hind legs. <laughs> <laughs> they back into it. Yeah. They open it and then they stick their nose in there. I'm like. God. Yeah, I think yeah, your cats. I think are there's definitely the gut system. Have you had their doodos checked for worms at all? I haven't. No. Yeah, I would check because parasites will, will make them abnormally hungry like that also. And so okay. hopefully, if you uh, your vet is good enough where you can bring a sample in of their doodos, but that's going to require yeah. you putting them in two separate rooms so you know whose doodoo is what. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so uh, you know, so that if they do a doodoo, that you know whose is who, obviously. And though because uh, like I said, uh, uh, a lot of times, you know, if they're uh, most animals are born with. Uh, uh, Roundworms, and roundworms make them really hungry because it eats a lot of the nutrition, and so that. So okay. I would check to make sure the parasites. You don't have any parasites, and, and get take care of that because that's just okay. sensationalism as far as over the top, you know, breaking into things and eating towels. So that they're ravished is what they are, and so that like yeah. I said. So the first thing, yeah, I would check that out. Digestive enzymes, and then uh, okay. that switch to food for at least two weeks and just see if that all. Helps helps okay Okay, thank you. Yeah, I just feel horrible because I'm like, I'm really not under feeding them. I'm right. trying really hard. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's why I'm thinking that maybe that they do. They Maybe they got some roundworms in there and that needs to be taken care of, okay? Okay. Because you, ke- thank you you. bet. And then, yeah, keep me posted on what you find out, all right? Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah, you know, if an animal, uh, dog, cat, if they're just like ravaged, a lot of time you can suspect a tapeworm, roundworms are the two bigger ones, you know, that will suck that nourishment. And so they mean they, you cannot feed them enough. They will eat bags and bags. <laughs> they're just ravished is what it is. So. Don't tape, tapeworms usually like present themselves though some way? Like present, when they like go to the bathroom or something? Right. They? If you look for, for like where their butt is, you yeah. know, uh, if there's little looks like little white grains of rice, yeah, then you can suspect tapeworms. Oh, okay. Little grains of white rice or they've been sleeping yeah they get up and there's like little white grains of rice there tapeworms okay like where they were laying yes where oh, they were okay. laying yeah okay uh, yep. cat dogs the same thing little grains of rice is what it is for tapeworms okay oh but yeah just have that but you should when a dog is or a cat is that either one is that ravished then they my guess is that they're dealing with some parasites inside well so okay so say the cat or dog comes or moves gets up from a nap or whatever and you see those rice yep looking 
whatever. And quickly wash that. <laughs> I was going to say, so and if it's then, carpet, you just, do yeah. you, is there a specific? And then, no, you need to get it. You to, if you, well, you can, uh, you, uh, you can deworm your dog's horses, just like I naturally yeah. deworm my horse. Uh-huh. I use diatomaceous earth. It's a cup a day to, to uh, use a food grade diatomaceous earth for two weeks. And what it does, it makes the environment all crazy. And so that the, the worms can't survive and then they die. Okay. All right. And you can do the same thing with cats. A lot of times I had one, met one gal that she was taking care of a feral colony of cats uh-huh. and you're not catching them to deworm them. No. <laughs> and so what they just did is they took canned food and they did, and they put diatomaceous earth in all of them, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And put them out. And so what all the cats would come to eat, they were deworming them at the same time. And usually feral cats are not picky. You could put stuff in there and they're not going to be picky. And so that's why, uh, but so you can, de- you can deworm them by by using diatomaceous earth. You don't have to bring out the big chemicals. Do not go to the big box stores and say, oh, this wormer takes care of roundworms and uh, tapeworms. Don't do that. If you're, you know, found, get it from your vet so be, so that it's done correctly, right? Otherwise, you could kill your, your pets. So Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Who's up? Let's get trivia. Let's get trivia. Yeah. All righty then. All right. A full-grown bear can run as fast as a what? A full-grown bear. We'll be back. Alrighty then. That would be Katie K9. Thank you for spending your Sunday afternoon with me. I'm here till six and answering your K9 questions and occasional feline questions. All right. The trivia. A full-grown bear can run as fast as a um a as fast as a lion horse. <laughs> Horse. Okay. No, okay. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pulling. Full grown bear can run as fast as a horse. That is scary. I mean, that is scary. Yes, I will stay away from them. How fast do horses, like, if they're at their top speed, do you know, like, on I, average? I think it's like 35. Oh, okay. You know, I think that's 30, 35. Yeah. I'm not sure on that, but I think I remember hearing that. At oh, one time. okay. So that is still really fast. You got it. Yeah. All right. Let's head <laughs> to the phone lines. And if you got a question, 651-641-1071. Who's up next? We have Roxanne on the line and she has a question about her cat that is dealing with a few health issues. All yeah. right. All right. Hey, Roxanne, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. What kind of cat? How old? Well, I have an 11 year old male cat. He's just kind of like a cat we got outside about 10 years ago because somebody threw him out. Okay. Thank you for rescuing. Oh, I rescue, yeah. And anyway, he's been recently diagnosed at the end of November with diabetes. All right. Okay. And right now he's on insulin mm-hmm. and he has developed severe neuropathy in the back legs. Mm-hmm. And it, that did not happen until after I started giving him insulin. Mm-hmm. And my vet, who's wonderful, I think a lot of her, Mm -hmm. is very hesitant to maybe treat him for the neuropathy. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really at ends. I don't know what to do because he walks like he's drunk all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay. um, Okay, now you got to remember I'm not a vet. But the thing is, is that, now what food are you feeding? He is strictly on vet food dry um fiber response it's like a gastrointestinal because i have five cats and or four cats and they all get constipated and they're all indoor cats plus he also gets a couple tablespoons at night for supper a fancy feast okay yeah we got to nix that okay that's all sugar but the thing is is that um 
you got to remember that all your dry foods, dog or cat foods, are at least 50 to 60% carbs, okay? Okay. Carbs turn into sugar, and cats are, any, any dog, your cat, dealing with uh, a diabetes, you don't want any more, you know, sugar into their system. Right. So I don't get why vets, you know, give out this stupid, you know, the, the um, you know, the, the uh, prescription diets, okay. you know, because the thing is, is that you want to cut back on the carbs to get rid of the sugar, Right. and so you should be giving grain-free canned foods. Oh. All right? So okay. that's my personal opinion on this and learning from Dr. Jess, you know, and such like that. That that, And there's many cats that once you change your diet and get them off those carbs uh-huh. and those sugars, uh-huh. that a lot of those cats, that insulin, what you have to give, drops mm-hmm. like you wouldn't believe. Wow. That you don't have to give as much. And there's been some cats, if they haven't been on insulin for very long, that have gotten totally off of insulin okay. by changing their diets and getting the sugar out of their diet. Okay. Right? Okay. And so that's why you can give Dr. Jessica call to work with, you know, um, that the holistic vet that she was just on last week. And uh, you can go to holistic-vet-care.com. Uh-huh. And so, uh, because like I said, I don't get, you know, just like in the human world, when we have diabetes, we're supposed to cut, supposed to cut way back. Our diet can take care of a lot if we right. pay attention. Right. And I don't get why the vets don't do that in the animal world. I, I, you know, that's the way they were taught, mm-hmm. but that's, you know, it doesn't make, if you think about it, it doesn't make any sense, does it? Right, right, right. <laughs> and so, yeah, that cat, especially, it should be, an, and to be truth be told, all your cats should be on um, a good grain-free canned food. Okay. Okay, um, uh, so they don't start having crystals in the urine, and they're not hacking up, uh, they're uh, throwing up here and there. Uh, and then now, the reason why the, the doodos they get constipated mm-hmm. is from the dry food, they can't drink enough moisture to compensate for the dry matter. Okay. And so then what happens is they get constipated. They yep. can't push it out. Right. And so by going to, uh, and, and some people I realize cannot feel, feed a total grain-free canned diet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then what you do is get a good grain-free, and the one I love is from Pure Vita um, that Nutrisource makes. It's their duck and green lentils. Oh. And it doesn't have any chicken. And then what I'll do is I'll put like a tablespoon in the bowl, put hot tap water on it, wait till all the water's gone and the food is soft, mm-hmm. fluff it up, and now I feed it, all right? Uh-huh. So now I've rehydrated, so now their system doesn't have to take the moisture to rehydrate it, okay? okay? And so so that's another way of, you know, where we can't afford total grain-free, you know, good canned foods. Okay. That, you know, to do it. But see, all the other cats, too, once you get that moisture in there, you're not going to have that problem as far as constipation. Right. Because, that makes sense. <laughs> yep. And so that's why, and, you, and some dogs or some cats, you could add, you know, some cats are more finicky than others. Mm-hmm. If you add, like, you know, a half a teaspoon of canned uh, pumpkin mm-hmm. or, you know, sweet potato mm-hmm. and, and, and mix that in, that helps with that. It, you know, the, the sweet potato and the canned pumpkin is like a miracle. If you can't go, it gets you going. But if you're going too much, it stops it. <laughs> I okay. I don't understand how it works, but it does. Okay, I'm Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so that's why I would do, and then you want to start, when you start switching the diet like this, you want to make sure, how often do you take your cat in to have the, uh, the check, check the diabetes to stats? Um, they're doing a curve on him like, 
twice a month. Okay, well, that's I'm impressed because uh, a lot of vets they they you know they'll go eight weeks and it's like yeah. really us humans take our stats every day, mm-hmm. you know. So that's why it's really. But if you start if you get them off that dry food and you start getting into grain free canned foods, okay, you know what I mean. You're gonna see that stat change like you wouldn't believe. Okay, and so then hopefully you'll be able to drop the insulin that you're giving him. Okay, and maybe with any luck you might even get him off because he hasn't been on that long yet. Right, you know? exactly. Does that help the neuropathy though with well, the see, back legs? Well, or? see, yeah, well, see that the thing is, is that I think you're dealing with a couple things that are hitting the system at the same time. Okay, uh, and so you know, uh, because I, I think is how is how overweight is your cat? Well, maybe by about three pounds, okay. I think. You know, if you go to the grain-free canned foods, mm-hmm. he will start losing weight. Okay. And, and then that will be a huge, you know, plus for his, you know, for his system also. Okay. But also, too, with the neuropathy, I would even consider maybe chiropractic. Okay. You know, treatment, because now if you go to Dr. Jess, she does chiropractic also. Okay. And uh, But she can get you on a good program as far as getting the cats, you know, in shape. But because the neuropathy... Uh, you can, um, let's see, I wonder if she does. Dr. Karen Becker might have some articles on that. Okay. If you go to um, uh, healthypets.mercola.com. Okay. Okay, and just put in, you know, you know, uh, cat neuropathy and see if she's done any articles. Or look online. Okay. You know, because I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, if they're out of a, especially if a cat is overweight, they're mm-hmm. jumping on and off the couches and such. You know, right. they could throw themselves off. And then now with the diabetic, that's going to send their system, you know. So I think it's kind of like the perfect storm. Everything's, you know, hitting together. Right. And so we got to start, you know, chipping away at it and try to get this cat going, you know, right. going well. Because okay. I know my vet had mentioned putting him on gabapentin. It's a nerve pill. Like okay, yeah. Well, see, something. I'd rather I'd rather work naturally, <laughs> right? Instead right. of because you know you start shoving all this stuff in, and that's just what we do with our humans. We'll try this. We'll try that. Try right. pretty soon you're on five different things, right? And you're a little better, but not much. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so I think by changing the diet, okay. and then like get a hold of Doctor Jess and see what her thoughts. There might be a remedy, okay? That, you know, for this because there's so many remedies out there that. Uh, that work just magic. Okay. And so I would, uh, before I start pumping more drugs in, I would talk to, you know, Dr. Levy, you know, at that holistic-vet-care.com. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. I will do that because um, I'm not looking for, <clears throat> excuse me, a miracle, but I don't want to start pumping stuff yes. in the system. So. Oh, exactly. No, you don't. And like I said, there's so many ways, but people are so worried. You know, just like dealing with cancer nat- naturally, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? We, we kind of stick with what we know without, you know, looking into other things. And, and boy, I'll tell you, the more I look into the homeopathic end, it's for myself and for my animals, it's just, it's huge. Yeah. Once you get to know, so. Okay, okay? well, thank you so very much. Okay, kiddo, keep me posted. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. All right. Are we up for trivia or are we We can for- start with one good. for a little bit. Well, let's do that then. Okay, sounds good. So we have Barb on the line and Barb has a question about flea and ticks. Alrighty then. Hi Barb, how you doing? Good. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, thank you I for calling. have two categories. Okay, the first one is cat socialization and the other is um, flea and tick type uh, protection for cats. Mm-hmm. I know you've mentioned the diatomaceous earth and I didn't okay I have some but I don't know how to use it and then as far as the flea and tick spot-ons I'm trying to avoid the chemicals but um and I don't do it all the time just like you know a little bit but is your cat indoor outdoor or what's going on as we're out in the country and they're indoor outdoor and okay one more than the other and he does a little hunting and stuff all right but uh, well you the diatomaceous earth you put it in a baby sock 
All right, and then you tie it off. You, you want food-grade diatomaceous earth, okay? Okay. And then what you do is just dab a little bit on the back of his neck, all right? Just a dab, you know, just, you know, you just pat, you know, that sock. Okay, do I try to get down to the skin and part the no, hair a little bit, no, too? You know, well, you don't, if you want to, that's, but, you know, it'll settle, it'll settle down. Okay. And go down in there. And then where his tail and his butt meet... Okay. Okay. Give him one pat there, and that's all I would do. You could do it underneath the chin if you want. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Not, you know, like the chin chest area. Okay. But see, now if they lick it, then they deworm themselves naturally. <laughs> oh, that's okay for them to get a little. Of, yeah. Yeah. For worming for them, since you're kind of talked about licking it, is that something? If I have a kind of a hearty eater that I could put a little bit in the food, or well, usually, yeah, that's what I do. Is I put well for the cats, yeah, I mix it in the. Uh, uh, grain-free canned food, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the ratio is for a horse. I know it's a cup a day yeah. of the diatomation, but the cats. Are you, if you look online, I was going to look that up too. Oh, and uh, but I can't remember what the stats are for the you know for the poundage for dogs and cats. Okay, and so but but even just putting it on here and there and them licking it once in a while that that'll be just almost as good. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. And uh, I do use one of the commercial ones. Do you know if summer there's less reactions or any that? You prefer? Well, I, you know, I hate them all. I hate them all. Okay. The lesser yep. of the evils, would, I guess, would be frontline. And you never want to give any flea and tick that the dog and cat eat. Because now you're contaminating the insides, okay? Mm-hmm. And so what you want to do, like the, the spot on. Spot on, yeah. yeah the, but boy, I, t- I see, I just, I hate those things. Because I see too many bad reactions where, you know, dogs and cats, they, they literally... Um, uh, if your do- your cat or dog, they start sliving at the mouth, you know, foaming at the mouth really bad. And they start itching really bad. Then may- they're having a major reaction, and you put Dawn dish soap, uh, you know, just regular dog, you know, on that spot that you just put the spot on, and oh. work that in. And then try to break down the oils, okay? And mm-hmm. then rinse it off. Do it again. Break down the oils. Rinse it off. Because that's telling you that they're having a bad reaction. And you got to okay. get that stuff off ASAP. Well, I maybe said, I can just stick with your diatomaceous earth idea. Yeah, no, see, I would. I, I, well, can you want to hang on? Let's talk about this a little bit more. Okay, hey, hang on. I'm sure. Okay? Okay, where, where am I at here? Okay, in H, ancient Egyptians did what to mourn their cats when they died? What did ancient agents? Uh, yeah, can I can say that? Can, can you say that for me? Ancient. Thank you, Egyptians. <laughs> what did they do to mourn the death of their cats? So we'll be back. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning into the KDK Nine Show every Sunday, four to six, here on My Talk One Zero Seven One. Dot com. Say, don't forget today, the Oscars and My Talk is having a Oscar talk. I think it starts at six o'clock. You go to the My Talk. I just said that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. the watch along. I don't even listen. <laughs> Do Thanks that a lot, Katie. Wow. Yeah, but don't, so don't, you know, when my show goes off the air at six, stay here because it's, or you go to the, or go to Facebook. Yeah, go to Facebook. Yeah. That's the way they yeah. talk 1071.com. So you can watch along with them. Right. There you go. Yep. Yeah. So that should be quite fun. And so it's an Oscar day. Do you watch this. the Oscars? I try to. Yeah. yeah, because I and I'm really not paying that much attention because I usually don't see much of the movies, but I like to just see, you know, what they're wearing and just kind of, you know, you never know. Like, look at last year, the mishap at the very end. Yeah. You know, what wrong movie got there. And when right. they said, well, I was watching, they said, La La Land. And I went, Are you kidding me? And, you know, and then I was just like, I was so, I, oh, the smile on my face that they did not get it because I'm see, sorry, and I, I don't think La La Land is that cool. <laughs> I have never seen La La Land. Okay. Um, just because of the reactions that I've 
gotten from people who have seen it. They're like, no, nah, it yeah. wasn't really that it's, good. Right. It's kind of like somebody said, I think, uh, I, I think uh, Jason mentioned it uh, yeah. on his show. It was kind of like a uh, big, long commercial for Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, yeah. well, whatever. So it is what it is. But yeah, so when I go off the air at six, please go to my talk Facebook and then uh, check that out. And it's going to be, everybody's taking turns all the way through the, the evening uh, uh, as far as that. So check it out. Go to my talk, 1071.com. And then it's right on the front page and check that out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. We were talking to Barb about fleas and ticks. Yes, we were. Right. Yes. And then uh, now you still with us, Barb? Yep. Okay. Because with, with cats, you have to be more careful. And the reason is because you got to remember they can kind of twist themselves and lick most places. <laughs> and so that's why I really worry when anybody puts any spot ons on there. Hey, yeah. Uh, and so uh, now I had one gal that I ran into the, at the gas station and she said, oh, I just stopped at the vet and I picked up this, uh, uh, the kind of tablet that you give the cat. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, because my girlfriend did the spot on a couple nights before and her, her cat died. <sighs> and so then I'm just kind of like, okay, wait a minute. So now you go in and pick up the stuff you digest do you think what what's the difference whether it goes in or on you know anything can happen when you deal with pesticide you know you know chemicals so see that's what i mean i just i i just am so weary especially with a cat because they are so you know like i said they can they're contortionist as far as how they can lick themselves <laughs> and i just wouldn't want to worry worry about you know something going going bad so right. That's why, like I said, there's so many. Now, there's a gal coming up. Uh, I mean, uh, Carly's right on the phone otherwise. And she says she's got some options for flea and tick, uh, you know, natural controls. Oh, and so that's what I would do because there are so many natural things. But with cats, their system is, you know, they're wired different, obviously, than a dog. So you got to be careful a little bit more what you do, you know, with cats. But, they, you know, if you, uh, like, go into, um, you know, some of the holistic websites and that and you do natural flea and tick control for cats. Cats right, yeah. and check that out because there's so much, you know, the the stuff that's on the shelves is so e shelves is so easy to just grab and do without right. being mindless about it. But then all of a sudden, when you're looking at your cat dying or your dog, you know, having a reaction, all of a sudden you're slapping yourself silly. What did I do? But you know, uh, in hindsight, you know what I mean. Uh, you know, I've been preaching this for 15 years. Stop the chemicals. <laughs> but usually, change doesn't come with diet or anything mm -hmm. unless they want know somebody that it's happened to or it's happened to them then all of a sudden they're on the bandwagon and they start reading labels and doing things so it's just the way it is but yeah so just reconsider that but we're gonna uh, talking to julie here coming up and because she says she has options for flea and tech so hang in there listen in on that but now the diatomaceous earth the food grade do you get that like at a health food store yeah, can, you know cheapest you... just to get it online <clears throat> i got a, like a, an organic diet food grade diatomaceous <laughs> earth and i got a 10 pound bag enough. for like you know 20 20 bucks okay. it's gonna last you forever you can smaller bags you know if you want sure. but uh, so what i do is i offer it to my classes if people bring in their baby socks i'll fill your baby sock for two bucks and i donate that to the bark for life so okay. Okay. Okay, but so like I said, there's so other many ways, and be you know, and I'm sorry, but because your cats aren't really living, living outside, no, the, the rash, the you know, the, the 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 probability is pretty slim. Anything's possible, and, and you know, but the thing is, is that if you get a good flea comb, uh, like the, believe it or not, a lice comb, those plastic lice combs are the exact same thing as the plastic flea combs, except the flea combs cost more because it says flea comb. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, and so if you did, you know, like during the uh, flea season, and that's usually where you see them most is in the fall because they want a warm place to go. Okay, 
Okay, so, so what? And what you just do is you, fall. yeah, you just you run the, and it takes care of ticks too, a snake's okay. deer ticks, and whatever. And so if you just get used to combing from the chin under the jaw and through the chest, and then back by the tail, you know where the tail and the butt meet. Yep. Okay, and then just one time, you know, between the back legs, you're gonna snag anything that's there. You know, it's not like you got a St. Bernard that you got to go over with a flea comb. <laughs> yeah, oh, that would be. And then when you were just talking about, you know, cats getting things and licking, mm-hmm. um, some of my thoughts recently is that I think that I've heard of lots of cats getting, like, cancer of the mouth and different things like that. Yep. So I try to not touch my cats and tell my husband don't touch the cats if we have lotion or aftershave or anything on our hands. Very good. Very good thought. Very good. That's a very good idea. See, I don't use lotions anymore. I just use extra virgin coconut oil. Oh, you sure. Know, yep. Is and what I, for my hands and for my lick. body and that. <laughs> and so that's fine for the cats to, you know, to lick off. Is that extra virgin? And you might want to give your cats that with, you know, the because of their, uh, their doo-doos being hard. You just put like a dab of uh, extra virgin coconut oil, okay, on their paws and let them lick it off. And that will loosen up their stools also, you know, and they won't be so hard. All right, that, they'll be able to pass. So just put a little bit on their paw and let them lick it every day. Okay. Oh, we yeah. Lost. I wasn't the loose. I wasn't the constipated cat. Oh, you weren't. Oh, okay. I mean, I used to be, but oh. she's not with us anymore. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I got my. <laughs> I got my. Got confused. But anyway, okay, kiddo. You now, take, do I have I taken too much time? I had a cat socialization oh, situation what? too. Quickly, that's okay. Um, okay, we had a cat move in January 8th to our barn, and oh my goodness, it turns out he's just like friendly and mellow and nice, and yep. we've tried to find a home, and we're trying to figure out, okay, are you going to stay, or are we going to find you a new home, and you know, he thinks he wants to stay, and, and I've tried the site swapping and getting the smells. We have two resident cats that are six and eight years old, mm-hmm. and um, the female cat just you know, she still growls, and, and I don't trust them loose together unless I'm not, I'm supervised. I mean, we've let them take turns being in places and sight block them and play with them and uh, have them eat. I call it forced family meals where they're all in the same area, but yet a divider between the main problem one. So they do a lot of the things that says it's going to be okay and we've been working on this for four to six weeks, but how patient or is this one that Remember, cats no take ever going to give right. up? Well, no, just just hang in there. Cats take change really hard, okay? And so if you just do what you keep doing, it's all going to come out. They have to decide, you know, if the, how it's all going to work, and it will, okay? So, okay. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Yep, thank you. Bye. You bet. All right. What can a cat hear that we can't? What can they hear that we can't? If you own a small to medium-sized business that kept employees on payroll through COVID, you may have a big cash refund waiting for you. The Employee Retention Credit is a tax credit of up to $26,000 per employee. And now, more businesses than ever qualify. The experts at RefundsPro.com specialize in cutting through the red tape of qualifying for this government program. Most of their refunds are over $100,000. Even businesses that have received PPP funds may be eligible. And there are absolutely no fees unless you receive a refund. So there's no reason not to apply. If your business experienced shutdowns, limited capacity, supply chain challenges, or reduced revenue due to COVID, you likely qualify. RefundsPro.com has already helped hundreds of businesses. So don't lose the refund you're owed by missing the deadline. 
Get started today with a free 5-minute questionnaire at refundspro.com. That's refunds with an s pro.com.